Hello, hello. This is Delicious Flavor, a psych podcast. I'm Zed. And I'm Grace. And this is going to be a podcast. <laughs> yeah. The concept of, of this podcast is to reveal behind the scenes information that isn't like widely available to like the public because I grew up watching it like as it aired and have all the DVDs and stuff. So I've extensively watched this show and there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that people just casually watching it on like Netflix or whatever. They're not going to know it. And I'm the casual watcher. Yeah. I refuse to dig. <laughs> I I, don't, I will not put that much work into my TV viewing habits, which is why this is good. Yeah. Because I'll learn something, I'm sure. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that more later. But yeah, like, we will. I really do feel like this is going to be a learning experience because yes. I so rarely dig deep. And that's sort yeah. of the point of this. So if you want to dig deep into psych, this is... Yes. Oh, boy. This is for you. And if you don't want to dig deep into psych, maybe decide that you do <laughs> and join us. But theme for today's episode is things can only get better. So, yeah, we're going to start here and we're going to keep on going. Okay, so we're going to talk about the pilot episode first. So, Grace, what are some facts and figures about this thing? Okay, so the pilot, it aired on July 7th, 2006. And when you were... <laughs> do you want to know how old I was? July 7th, 2006. How old were you? I believe I was 11. <laughs> And now I, I'm an adult. I was 10 years old and I have a whole... I must have been 12 then. Huh. There, is, there is a whole story we will get into later about what what I was doing the night, the night that, that this aired. But... Okay, summer 2006. Summer, summer 2006. And when you... And the 15th anniversary of the show airing is vastly, like, quickly approaching. So we're trying to upload this on the 15th anniversary, right? So hopefully you're hearing this <laughs> on the 15th anniversary. Hopefully this know. has made it to you on that 15th anniversary. Yeah. We are trying our best. So this was written by Steve Franks, who is the creator of the show and also the writer of the theme song and is also a member of the band that performed the theme song. There's there's a whole thing with that. It's a family business. <laughs> it is. Or just a him business, I guess. It is, it's more of a found family business, Aww. but we... That's nice. We will also get into that. So it was it was written by Steve Franks and it was directed by Michael Eng Michael Engler. And I don't know what other episodes he did because he's not one of the ones that like sticks out of my head. I guess we'll find out because yeah. I'm writing down as we go that mm -hmm. information so I can yes. find out if maybe if he's one of the directors I really like. Yes. Like I, I would like to know more about that in particular. Yeah, because the ones that I really like, they're featured like heavily and we we will get into that. Okay. And mm -hmm. I look forward Which to I'm, it. Okay. And so, as you all will notice, the pilot is missing a very key character that we have not met yet. Yeah, and Juliet wasn't in this one. Yeah, she wasn't in that one. Why do you think she wasn't in that one? I'm going to assume that they thought they were going to keep the other blonde lady and then she got hired on a different show. Okay, so what... That's what happens, right? Yeah, <laughs> so what happens is the pilot for this episode while it aired in july of 2006 the pilot was shot in november of, of two, 2005 yes okay and so this was the it was pitched with the pilot pretty much mm, so, so this the, was a pitch pilot okay yes like the proof of concept <laughs> proof of concept as far as i can tell and the audience and the test audience mixed together they did not like and Dudek's character okay. at all. 
So they just kind of got rid of her, which makes me really sad because I Oof. thought I I thought that she did really well in the arc that her character did on House. So I was very I was very sad to see her not okay go forward and and also in a bunch of like deleted scenes her character is a lot more likable than she was in the domestic pilot so oh, there there okay. are significant differences between the domestic pilot and the international pilot we will okay we will so get into that since we're kind of in like the facts and figures section mm -hmm. does every episode have two versions no this is the only this is the only episode that has two versions some of them have extended versions okay that were that may have aired originally when like the show like the episode dropped but when it's like syndicated they're all cut down to exactly like 45 minutes or so just yeah. for like commercial sake but okay yeah cool. any other facts and figures any like mainly everybody who you would know is that's in the show is in the show besides jules it's okay is a whole thing and there are some really cool guest guest stars like you have obviously you have a different sean we are going to go through a few <laughs> different seans until we land on i have some comments about that yeah we 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 will get into that later we'll get into that but we they go through a couple different seans and a couple different guests. same actors these are the same actors but they're distinctly different writing styles right and no, there styles. are no there are different actors for sean until they get to like liam what? Yeah, there is um in the pilot it is Josh Hayden. But are we talking about young Sean? Yes. Oh, young, I was like the young, old Sean is the same Sean. guy as no, in no, the no, end no. of it. What are you talking James about? James Roger Rodriguez. Yeah. Okay. He is yes. <laughs> the character was basically he is the he is the character. If you've watched his like audition scene, I would highly recommend watching it. He did a phenomenal job. Just like grasping the entire character and understanding the intricacies of it, it is very impressive when you learn who the character is based off of. How well he was able to just grasp that concept. All right, so we're definitely going to dissect that. And oh yes, later. Yes, um, yes, but so this is Young Sean number one. Yes, it's <laughs> also Young Gus number one because it's episode no there's no young gus there, in this one. there is there is no young gus okay and it's adult henry all the time adult <laughs> they henry just make it look younger <laughs> with um Oof. various levels of like toupees or like <laughs> there's a lot of Oof. very people do things certain ways and you know I think it works for what the show is. I think it works. I, I it thought works. the it flashback works. worked. Okay, but we'll get to that later. So yes. this is, all right, Young Sean counter. Young Sean number one. Yeah, young Sean num number one. So they, we're going to have to count that one. Oh, yeah. Because I did, I was not aware that it was there different are at Sean's. Least, I guess it's like, what, 10 years of spanning filming? That makes but sense. But there might be five. I might have, like, lost one in between, like, Pilot spelling bee, and then when we when we're introduced to um, we'll find out. We're Liam. gonna rewatch all but, of them. So a very important special guest that we have completely just got off the deep end talking about Young Sean, but <laughs> John S. Davies from, from John S. Davis, whichever one I don't know how to pronounce his name. Let I me should, see. 
it's 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 spelled it's it's spelled davis but i think it was davies oh well i would say that he is from like twin peaks and so a very gonna kill me i haven't seen twin peaks (laughs) i know oh my god my brother has Okay, we're gonna run into this a lot. Grace watches more TV than I do. Yes, and see, I I I watched Twin Peaks about six or so years ago, and it. I will not get into my thoughts on that show. Okay, so this guest actor is from Twin Peaks. This guest actor is from Twin Peaks, and James Rodriguez and I think Steve Franks are big fans of like Twin Peaks and. All that jazz. Do we want to play the game where, uh, because I wasn't paying attention when I just glanced at your phone, who's that actor playing? <laughs> who's that actor? Okay, so oh. it's a dude, I'm assuming, because you keep saying he. Okay. Is it the murder victim? No, it is. Is it the it dad? Is, it is not the, it is, it is, it is the dad. Okay. It is, it is the dad. Okay. He, is, he had like kind of Danny DeVito vibes in his like general shape and grumpiness. In acting. That is very offensive to what I, to like Danny DeVito as a person. Cause I do not, I, I don't he like. He seems like a nice person. He, he just acts with grumpy vibes. Yes. I just do not like this like character at all. And he has this like really strong Southern accent, which is really <laughs> weird. In Santa Barbara. In Santa Barbara. Uh, and they're like some sort of like Californian textiles dynasty, right? So like they've lived in California for a while. Yeah. Like they're an established family in well, it could be that he started the business after having moved there I, from I'm assuming I guess, Texas. But he just reminds me of a Confederate general. Oof. Just the very not necessarily but oh yeah, I I do I I'm not getting those vibes, but yeah, he is something. Oh, well, that's interesting. And I, we have yeah. um his daughter is played by best was played by Pascal Hutton, and fun fact. She was considered to play the part uh, that Anne Dudek played as Luz- as Lucinda. Okay. So they, I think they wrote in this character and Steve Franks. I'm spoiler spoiler alert. He never got to like go through with this vision that he had for the Katarina character. I don't know who Steve Franks is. Is that the writer? Yes. Okay. The writer, I've already forgotten. Writer, I told you. Okay. Names fall out of my head. Numbers fall out of my head. It's, I will not remember names or numbers. We're going to have to be. It is fine. Reminded. It is fine. But Steve Franks really wanted to bring Katarina back and have her be with Sean in some other episode, even though Sean sent her dad to prison. There's, <clears throat> it's just like. It's a great they foundation. Can, like. Steve Franks thought that they could, you know, work through that. So, but um, that is the other, like, that's other people. They're not, oh, Officer Allen was Patricia Idlet, and I really like that character. Mm. But other than that, oh, and technically, Kirsten Nelson is a guest star for a lot of psych, which is really weird. She's in she, most Chief of, Vic. Yeah, Chief. Okay, see, yeah, I had Chief her Vic. on the list of regulars for my score yeah. sheet, which will come later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will come later. But no, she is a guest star for most of the series, I think. So I don't think she was a series regular. I think she was billed different. I don't know. Hmm. But so, She's yeah. just billed different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that is, that is the end of the concrete information. And then I have other, like, 
Other oh yeah, than, it's it's about to be time for opinions. Oh, it is about to be time for 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 opinions and basically just like the nonsense. Like if any of you guys have listened to the commentary mm. on the DVDs, you will know what a hot mess it is and how just it is all over the place. And while some of the things that you learn are facts. They should be taken with, like, a grain of salt. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about those trivia fun facts that you were able to get. The things that most people wouldn't know about unless they own the DVDs and listen to the recording yeah, or the or, commentary. Or they're just, like... Or, or just really love Reddit. Apparently. <laughs> I, none of these came from Reddit. Oh, okay. But no. Maybe so, I'll find some Reddit things. No, I probably won't. You probably won't. <laughs> okay, so this was the highest rated pilot in USA Network's history. And it had six six point one million views, like when it aired, which is huge for like the first ever episode, whatever. So, okay, so really big for a pilot, really big for a pilot, especially on USA Network, which is owned by NBC Universal, Comcast, all that stuff. So I actually remember when this was aired because I had a friend who had TV. I didn't have TV growing up, <laughs> uh, and she would watch like all of the pilots on USA because mm-hmm. she was. After this, I think it was probably the same week when all the, you know, pilot week, uh, she got really, really into burn notice. Um, But I remember her being like, this thing was on last night. It was pretty good. And I was like, cool. I I don't know what that channel is. I completely missed burn notice. Like, I never watched any of it. She tried to get me into it. And uh, I didn't. But I think it was because, like, what she wanted me to focus on was not the things that I want to focus on in a TV show. I think it, most of it for me had to deal with the fact that I was 10 years old. There's also that. And I had discovered I like one of my first celebrity crushes and that is James Renee Rodriguez. We will get into that later because Oh yeah, we will. Yeah, oh, we oh. <laughs> yes, we will get into that. But so I had we will also get into like where I was watching this, but mm-hmm. so, but yeah, so fun fact of those 6.1 million views, I knew someone who was one of those viewers. I was not, but I, I knew was one of the viewers. <laughs> so, two down, 6.1 million to go. Exactly. Raise your hand if you were one of No, <laughs> I'm raising my hand. Okay. Okay. But so, the audio commentary for the DVD, they only had audio commentary for the domestic pilot because there's no commentary for the international pilot they just talked about the international pilot on the domestic pilot because that's just how steve steve franks is but that had steve steve franks and then ex- executive producers chris henzi and kelly kolchak and they're on like for like the rest of the show so they filmed the opening scene at night which is surprising because they had to go back in and make it look like like it was the it was young sean scene yeah or? the young sean scene in the in the diner, diner. that oh, was okay. shot. That, that was shot. That was shot at night. Oh well, but so they that's were, actually more common than you would think. Yes, but it'll we'll get into it. Okay. So mm-hmm. like most of the sets for the pilot were like actual practical sets. Like there was no like soundstage or like anything. It was like they found locations and they and then then they filmed in them. Okay. So they were actually in a diner. <laughs> Cool. And so the location was so small that the crew, people filming the show, they were crammed into the back booth of the diner. Okay. And they they didn't realize this when they're filming it, but like after they'd already like sent this in, they 
figured out that the chevrons on Henry's police uniform, they're up, they're upside down, <laughs> which okay. is extremely bad because <laughs> um, Steve Frank's dad was an LAPD cop who trained him like Henry trained Sean. Okay, so this so, is like a little bit autobiographical. Yes, it is a little bit, and so it's like, do you think there was ever a moment in the How Many Hats uh, that? the young Sean actor just to be like a cheeky brat uh, counted the hats on like the crew in the back of the Because <laughs> I feel like I would do that uh, just see, to be I don't obnoxious. Know. I do not know if Josh would do that. Because <laughs> okay. that seems like a very much Liam James thing to do, which is the main so young, many words. <laughs> young Sean. I, I feel like he would, he would do that because he was famous for a lot of famous young Sean quotes like Dwight. We will get to that. When that, when that show airs. But so it would have been very easy for Steve Franks to know what direction the chef rods were supposed to be. So chalk it up to a fun little thing to look at. Chalk, chalk it up to it wasn't really in like they weren't really paying attention to it. So so you go from well, the. OK, so narratively. I feel like that kind of lends itself to a, like, if this is Sean's memory mm -hmm. and he's, like, known for this, like, perfect recall and stuff. Yes. This is his memory that maybe has a couple flaws in it. Like, maybe this is You're an right. idealized part of his, right. uh, idealized part of his memories mm -hmm. where he's remembering his dad as not perfect. Exactly. Like, I, I mean, it's probably, you know, yeah. a production error, as they probably said. But, like, it was. you could read it metaphorically. Yes, you could. Like, as could. just a fun moment of, oh, Sean is remembering something wrong. But also, <laughs> fun fact, mm -hmm. the flashbacks, they weren't supposed to be in, in the show. Oh. The pilot, the start of the pilot was supposed to be Sean making out with that waitress on the couch. That would have completely changed the tone. It would have changed the tone. And the tone is a lot different in the international pilot. We, we, we will get... Okay, that. cool. <laughs> but so Kelly Kolchak hates the kissing scene in the pilot. It is it was so awkward for her, even just like talking about it, she's like, I hate this so much. She's one of the producers. Yes. Okay. Executive producer. Okay, cool. With Chris Emzy. And um it was like really cold in Vancouver when they were filming it because they, they filmed most of the pilot in like Vancouver. Which is very funny because Santa Barbara and Vancouver are very different climates. Santa Barbara <laughs> and Vancouver are very different. They filmed most fun of... Fact. They filmed... Fun, fun fact. <laughs> fun fact count. So they filmed most of the show like when they're on when they're on streets and they're at, and they're at locations that is White Rock. So they are in White Rock. And what Canadian state is this? I want to say British Columbia. Okay. Yes. And, but all of the aerial shots are always Santa Barbara. Cause they, oh. they did have, they, yeah, aerial to, footage. Air, they made their own aerial footage. So cool. they did that, but they were able to find like later on, like, lo like locations in places that looked like locations in, Santa Barbara for some reason, which is kind of interesting being hmm. in Canada. Well, Vancouver's a big film town. It is. Like it is. Like we live in and we live in a town south of Atlanta yeah. that is big for filming. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when we watch movies, I'm like, oh I know that location. Oh, but they're yes. pretending it's somewhere else entirely. Oh. And having been to a lot of those places, mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I guess I could see it. Which I, I think is kind of what they're going for here. I get really amused when a show will act like they're filming a scene in it. Atlanta and you can tell that they, <laughs> they filmed it in 
LA. Yes. Like you kn- like, Even though you have sound stages near Atlanta, you could very easily like, just go um, to Atlanta. <laughs> we do not have palm trees here. Or uh, the movie Baby Driver. I, I okay, miss, so this I one's on me. That one. uh, okay, so Baby Driver was filmed in Atlanta, and there's these car chases. And basically, having lived in Atlanta for so long and having driven in Atlanta for so long, there's several times he's going down a one way street the wrong direction, <laughs> mm-hmm. then he teleports to the other side of Atlanta again, going down a one way street oh the goodness. wrong direction. Okay, so that drives me nuts. Okay, so, so. I, I wasn't going to talk about this, but <laughs> okay, my um, my family made a weird a weird decision for like movie night a couple of. Uh, couple nights ago and we watched the dukes of hazard remake that, excellent mm-hmm, that is starring well one of the stars is james Rodriguez. Red- 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 oh okay and Small the world. um i don't know the name of the actor who played adam hornstock in the cloudy with a chance of murder episode but they met on that set or they were already friends but they're both in that movie and it is hilarious okay but most of the they were trying so hard to be in like Georgia, but they were they were so not in Georgia for most of it. They're or, like, oh, we're in Georgia. Like, uh, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. Or not. the uh, the entirety of at least the first season of Teen Wolf uh, <laughs> that they filmed in Sandy Springs, Georgia, and pretended was North no. California, and the trees I had, are I completely had no different. Idea. Yeah. I had no idea it was filmed in Georgia. I yeah. I, so that one was filmed in Sandy Springs because I remember when they sent out the call for lacrosse players oh uh, on the extras. <laughs> like calling website of course and uh so when they're like yeah this is north california if you look at the trees in the background those trees are not north Californian mm-hmm. pines those are georgia yeah, obviously georgia pines so funny. They are anyway in- georgia film stories georgia film stories <laughs> new segment idea no. new segment idea absolutely not because they filmed no. none of this show in georgia <laughs> different podcasts yeah different podcasts that will never get made <laughs> I'm sure someone's making it. I'm sure someone's making it, but it's not us. Okay, other but, film trivias. Yeah, other thing. And so the there's a line in the pilot where um Sean is talking to the guy who gets arrested for smashing up his like ex-wife's car or something. Yes. Or like, oh no, it's yeah, the guy it's, with the face tattoos. The, the guy with the face ta- tattoos, and Sean makes a crack about how he used to have the same one, but they spelled it wrong. Yeah. Now the makeup department, I don't know if they accidentally spelled it spelled it wrong, or they thought that it was supposed to be spelled spelled wrong, but they misspelled the tattoo on the guy's head. Oh, excellent! And they changed it to blood thrusty which seems beautiful yes like a complete like <laughs> i don't know if it was like they did it by like accident because it was just like oh they they misspelled it's like I, no i think that no that sounds like an intentional cheeky comment like yeah the yeah, dude knows his tattoo mm-hmm. is spelled wrong and sean is making this comment like yeah they spelled it wrong yeah. on me and it's kind of like just kind of needling this dude mm-hmm. you don't need to be needling yeah like this guy is obviously gonna beat you bloody if he can get free yeah why are you needling him oh i'm just gonna needle him anyway and it's a really good introduction to his character it other is. than making out with a lady and his childhood like mm-hmm. this is very much like he's going to provoke people when he doesn't need oh, to oh he is gonna provoke. for literally like there's no gain for, there's, there's no gain there is in no him gain. provoking this he's guy. just like chaotic yeah all it's, of the time. it's just a chaos instinct mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sean spencer the chaos instinct the chaos instinct yeah but so james and james improved a lot in the pilot just to make the cast and crew laugh mm. and the um foot shake when he's having his like psychic episode that was 
completely him. So Steve Franks wrote the theme and Chris Henze, one of the executive executive producers, is the one who says like at at the end because they ha- they have a band together. I don't know when they started this band, but they are friends from like college. So like they they have known each other for a very long, very, very long time. So they have a band together called Friendly Indians and some of their music is actually featured on on the show in like maybe like season three or so. So we will get to that. And just to acknowledge it, Friendly Indians, not a fantastic name. No, not the best. So us enjoying their music in it's, this context, in, not in, in any way condoning the no. name of their band. No, it's just... But before... Okay, so like my... The thing I want to acknowledge here on our first episode. Yes. 2006 was a different time. 2006 was a different time. There's... Okay, so when we talk about our... My main part of this uh, is going to be a scorecard, which I will explain later. And uh, one of the things that I have on there is negative points for being uh, intentionally... uh, Let's call it provocative in ways which are offensive. Or more like... Antagonistic? Yeah. So, like, you know, 2006 is a different time, and we're really going to experience that. We And we're going to have to talk about it because... And what's, like, (laughs) weird is that, well, based on, like, my opinion, which is completely completely different from yours, Mm -hmm. but I feel like at the beginning of the show, it was more progressive than the end. Because towards the end, it felt like they just wanted to get, like, cheap laughs. Like, there's... There was very significant bad jokes and just terrible plot lines towards the tail end of the All right, series. I guess we're going to really experience that when yeah, we do like, our watch through. Like, but, season six yeah. passed. It, like, it, it gets really, really bad. Which is strange because you would think that, oh, all of the off-color jokes are going to be in the beginning. Because it's like, no, it's like, this was hmm. really recent that they're making these things. Well, I, I will say that we are going to have to discuss that as we Mm -hmm. go through but we can probably also find good things in here because even even though 2006 is a different time they're going to be different writers they're going to be different directors yes the actors mostly stay the same but Mm -hmm. different people are going to be interpreting these things so i think we're going to have to have that discussion and that'll be interesting and And it's really something that'll need to be talked about yeah and if you if you have followed any of the cast after the show or like whatever you will know that they're all really good people. They don't mean, like... I refuse to make blanket statements about the goodness of people. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that is, that is... People that have proved me wrong in the past. They seem like they are publicly facing publicly decent facing. people. Yes, decent people. They never make any of these off... Their PR people jokes. are probably pretty good now. Their PR people are <laughs> very, very good. And they seem to be just regular, everyday folk who just happen yeah. to have said things in the confines of of a script written by someone else. I'm not going to excuse anyone's bad behavior. No, no, But that's no, what I'm never. here for, to okay. not excuse anyone's bad behavior. No, and I'm just, yeah. I don't want to, like, say that they were intentionally... Yeah, no, I'm no, not going to say that they're intentionally anything, but someone had to write no, it, and someone had to edit it, and someone had to approve it. Yes. And we need to talk about yes. that, because the things that got approved for TV in mm-hmm. the early aughts... Early aughts... What a time. I mean, some of them would still fly today because people are weird about what they'll let on TV. But, I mean, times are changing. That's crazy. Like, just beyond, like, domestic and, like, international stuff. Like, things that are, like, considered bad here are just perfectly normal otherwise. But 
Yeah. Whatever. We'll talk about it. Yeah. This we, first episode actually didn't have any uh like massive red flags no. on that. So no, it didn't, which so, was really yeah, surprising. Because it's like it. you would think that it'd be more like Oh, we'll we'll talk about that when I yeah. talk about my ranking. All oh, right, yeah. so any more trivia? Oh, I have quite a lot. Okay. So James insisted on like having like stubble and the network really wanted like clean shaven. So he made the makeup artist pretend to like shave him. Like she would hold the like razor up to him and like he'd be facing. So it's like, it would look like they were like shaving every day. He Did they just have a network person there to like breathe down their necks about no. specifically no. that then? No, they had just, I really don't know, but it was like a. Network. I don't know why you would pretend to shave someone if someone wasn't like physically watching you. It, it feels like feel, a weird performative thing. I feel like this is more of like James being himself and just kind of like. Oh, you really want me to be clean shaven? Okay, I'm shaving. Mm, okay, yeah, I'm gonna make this poor mm-hmm. makeup artist do this extra work for this specific. I it was. I, I don't know. That's weird. It, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was all like good, good fun. It seemed like it seemed like the make like the makeup okay. artist was like in on it. Like okay, good. Yeah. So Kirsten Nelson was actually pregnant while auditioning for the show. So like she was pregnant in the pilot when they were when they're filming it cool and so like steve franks didn't want to make like a huge like deal out of it and he thought it was just like funnier to have the okay, chief Kristen of- nelson is chief fic gotcha okay so he thought it would be like funnier if they just like didn't like mention her being like pregnant yeah i mean people are pregnant and no one brings it up all yeah the time. no no but it's, like that it's, i feel like that adds a bit of realism no, it's it's just like really amusing for like the chief of police to just be like very like businesswoman like whatever so, i don't know every every person in authority who i've ever met who is pregnant is still very a person in authority yes, no, when no, they're pregnant no, no. I, maybe I, even more it almost feels yes, like they're compensating I, for it. i am not saying that but it's just like she's very like it's like whatever so <laughs> it's just very integral to her like character i th- yeah i think because it's basically just like yeah deal with it like yeah this is this is me. I run the show. You are just guests here. Like, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah. So, as as I mentioned before, most of the series is filmed in White Rock, British British Columbia. And all the establishing shots are from, like, Santa Barbara. Okay. Okay. So, the palm trees that are in the background of most of the shots, those aren't real. I could have guessed that. <laughs> but um, they had two palm two fake palm trees that they just carried from set to set and just put it in the back i want that job my job is keeper of the two palm trees mm-hmm. yeah two mm-hmm. fake palm trees or two real palm trees in pots i fake okay fake it was like intense because like, i vaguely recall seeing like a background on something and being like so that's super duper green screened oh uh, yeah what and... was it the um text the textile one I cannot remember okay, at this point. I watched it a week and a half ago, and it's already fallen out of my brain. I, I watched it longer ago than that, but um, yeah. so I also took, <laughs> I took five pages of notes, and I hope they won't get through all of them. Took but, less um, than a page of notes. We're going to have fun with this. We are going to have fun with this. Well, Oof. Zed has been busy with stuff. So it's, it, it's, I'm it's, always busy. It, Zed's way That's busy. who I am. Mm-hmm. So I have way too much free time, and that is a maybe a bad thing. But so, like, a <laughs> A lot of like the names on things, like like signs and like the dog food brand, they were all like named after like friends and like family. So those are like fun little like Easter eggs if you want to like look into like oh who is so and so. But so yeah, I've I've already talked about most of this. 
but um, the show was pitched with the police sketch scene where like Sean is describing the oh Katarina's boyfriend. Yeah, he's just looking at a photo behind mm-hmm, the sketch mm-hmm. artist. Yeah, and describing yeah, the photo. That is that is how the it's... show was like pitched to like the different networks. It's a very good scene because oh, you so almost cool. feel this like Gus anxiety or Gus walks yes. in and he sees it and he freaks out it, because he sees exactly what Sean is doing because he's experienced this type of crap before. Because he he has known Sean since they were like born practically. But I almost feel like that is one of the first scenes where you are intentionally put in the position of Gus, the person who yes. likes Sean as a person but is constantly suffering through his antics <laughs> and that as the mm. casual viewer I feel like I am Gus is me where I'm just kind of like I yeah. have anxiety and I feel really really you, really terrible about this that you are doing right now that I'm watching you, you do are gonna have to suffer through some of my antics and I am so sorry Hooray. But, I, but I think you've already like figured that out from all the years that we have known each other yep but so okay great <laughs> We're going to be honest. We are going to be honest. We, we have known each other for a very long time. So Steve Franks acts out all of the scenes, which is really funny because he is six foot seven. So he is a large man. So he like acts out all of this. Like he'll like play like, like the different parts. And so, okay. You know, like the giant mansion that the McCallum family owns. Yeah. Gus's apartment is actually in that mansion. Excellent. I know. Yes. It's just a room. Well, I mean, like, his apartment, it's a really nice apartment. It is a really like, nice apartment. I mean, a pharmaceutical job, he it must have really the money. Nice. But also, Santa uh, Barbara living costs. Anyway, uh, just thinking about the reality yeah, of money. I have a note like, about the reality of the money mm, that they mentioned okay, in my good. notes. Uh, but, like, that's a really nice apartment. It's a nice apartment. I had an apartment that was, I was the second person to live in it because it was a new build and mm. my apartment wasn't that nice. No. Like, no, but that is why it's so nice because none of these are sets. They're they're all actual real places that you could visit if you wanted to, but I would not suggest doing that at the moment because travel yeah. travel things are, are, are weird and they're also currently filming Psych 3, probably around those like areas, so I'm cool. not going to tell you where you can stalk the people all right so like you, you know that scene where like sean comes in in like the morning and he's like making coffee and like gus like wakes up and like yes. like panic yes the baseball bat thing the baseball bat thing or not a baseball bat he picks up like a uh, sample case sample yeah case. he, he yeah. picks up something that would not yes. help him yes okay to be fair that sample case is like has to be like 30 40 pounds because it's like a whole like metal case like full of like pharmaceutical samples uh yes so like it could it could be a weapon but like, like it's a, not isn't it just not. a like looking at the prop isn't it just like a retrofitted gun case or a makeup case <gasps> probably so it, it has rounded it corners. honestly looks like a like a caboodle like that's well, just so all of like. those cases have like rounded corners mm-hmm, so unless mm-hmm. you can really get a swing behind those you're not doing much damage dude <laughs> I like i know mm. but it's just it's just a gust thing yeah but so like that was supposed to be in like middle of the night so they filmed it middle of the night but they had to change all of the light like mm-hmm. and like post so like make it look like he was coming in the morning and what i find is really funny that sean is making all of these noises just to make coffee like it's it sounds like he's like building a fort or, i didn't like... think he was making coffee i thought he was making a smoothie because that's like his thing is like i thought there was like a blender noise there is but he's he's just making a so cup he's of coffee. drinking coffee with well maybe he's grinding espresso beans have you ever made coffee like that because yes everyone, but it's like, such a californian thing to yeah. buy the whole beans like my mother used my to do that when mom we lived in california does, my mom does that she yeah has she 
has a machine that grinds the beans and then drops it down into the basket. So maybe that was what he was doing. Would Gus have a fancy machine that has it all like in one? So like I'm the not they sure. Have at the gas like, like, the, like the one that he has, like I, I did not pay attention to it, but it was like, that is a, it was like a note. It among, is a lot like, of noise for a coffee. Yeah. That's what Steve first like, is like, it's like what it's, what he's doing. And then so like, okay, so that is where we're introduced to the pineapple. Is that where the pineapple is? Yes, it is. Okay, so one of the things that is going to happen in this podcast is apparently there's a pineapple in every episode, and I kind of vaguely knew that. Most most of the episodes. Okay, so the early ones, they hadn't quite established that? Uh, They established it, like, right off the bat, but there there are some episodes where I think it was filmed, and then it was just, like, cut out and, like, post. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the thing is, is that there, I know intellectually that there is a pineapple in every episode, (laughs) but I also know intellectually that I am easily distracted, and if I'm taking Mm -hmm. notes on these episodes Mm -hmm. i'm not looking at the screen all the time i did not look for the pineapple because i forgot that was a thing Mm -hmm. grace knows where the pineapple is and this time i have failed the challenge of finding the pineapple yeah so sorry no it's okay zed (laughs) it happens zero psych one oh no we're gonna keep (laughs) score well i'm already scoring it so like that would be fair (laughs) so that was a whole thing just from like james he made that on his own because there was a pineapple prop okay and he just picked it up and said should I slice up the road? Like, and they just like went, went with it. And it was actually Wait, like, he said it and held it up and I still missed it? Yes. <laughs> oh no. That's why I was so confused. It was, I was like. I think at that point, there is definitely a note that I took in that scene. Yes. So I think I was typing. Look. <laughs> Look. <laughs> okay, whatever. So like, he just like some sort of Im- improv. And so it was like, it was cut at first. And then so they were like looking through it's like where's the where's the pineapple? The what? Where's the pineapple? I mean that thing. And so they like put it back. And then so like like cabin was like really, really foggy when they were like shooting it. And Sam and Jose's is the um Mexican restaurant that's named after Steve's daughter and her son-in-law. And like a whole bunch of these are just like James doing something because Dulé makes him laugh. And then the police prank the police precinct where where they filmed used to be a mental hospital oh and so that inspired the season finale that we will get to <laughs> later and so this is the first mention of the cinnamon festival did you catch that i heard the cinnamon festival cinnamon thing festival. and okay so one of the things that i am personally keeping track of is the list of 57 jobs 57 jobs um, the list of 57 jobs mm-hmm. is something that i am personally very invested in because that's funny to me just you mentioned such a specific number why now i must fill in all the number i never that caught is, the 57 yeah part. no oh so, my goodness. so he says 57. 50, Shawnee had 57 it's, jobs since he left high school. Yes. Yes. So he's had 57 uh, jobs since 57 they left jobs. high school. What are the 57? I am going to write them down as yes. I hear them. But the cinnamon festival almost felt like something that I should write down as like, so there's this trope called the noodle incident. Mm, okay. So the noodle incident is this thing in Calvin and Hobbes. Yes. Where every time they want to give a reason why Calvin can't do something, they'll say, not since the noodle incident. <laughs> yes. And they never expand they on never it. They never expand and on so it. So the no. Cinnamon Festival, when I heard that, I was like, oh, this sounds like a noodle incident. It sounds like a thing mm-hmm. that they're going to bring up as a reason to not do something and then never explain it. And yeah. I was almost feeling like I should write down all the noodle incidents because it feels like that's going to be a thing that happens a lot. Okay. Yeah. I barely remember this show because the last, we'll talk about my history yeah. with this, but it's been yeah. a while since I watched it. And when it's I watched it, I wasn't paying this close <laughs> yeah. attention. 
Mm -hmm. because that's not how I watch TV. Yeah. Uh, So like, I'm sure in in the back of my brain, I am sure that there are going to be noodle incidents out the wazoo. So cinnamon Mm -hmm. festival, especially with cinnamon festival. So maybe I should start keeping a list of cinnamon festivals. I think that I that I can do that because you are already. Eh, I like lists. <laughs> All right, but so I don't think that was necessarily like a job. I think that was just like a. Oh cinema. yeah, no, I don't think the okay. the cinnamon okay. festival is not on my list of jobs. I'll list off my jobs when we talk about my notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so like after they talk about cinnamon festival, they go over to like Henry's house, and Henry's house is completely different from his house from like the rest of the show. So it's like it's it's like this green screened beachfront property, <laughs> fake fake sky. And yes, fake it's absolutely and fake. fake. You look at it and yeah. you're like, oh, so you're inside, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, or it's, you were somewhere just, cold because yeah, not a it beach. was November when they were shooting this, and they had to make it look like summer in Santa Barbara when they were in Vancouver, like whatever. Yeah, I think the lighting makes it look Choices. like it's early spring. The, the Choices summer were made. Thing, yeah. Choices were made. It was weird. Anyway, yeah. But so Steve was asked to write a 90-minute pilot and a two-hour international pilot. So the international pilot is actually a completely different thing. Okay. Maybe we'll talk about the international yeah. pilot. Yeah, we will. Why should you listen to us about psych? What yeah, is our like, background that makes us qualified to talk at you, a person who's interested in psych, about psych? We have nothing to do with the show. No, we don't. <laughs> and we are not the other psych podcast because there are... I've heard there's other psych podcasts. Hi, other psych podcasts. I'm excited to be a part of your community. Exactly. I am not a part of this community almost at all. As I mentioned in the intro, I'm a very casual viewer. Yes. I joined. So because I was on Reddit for D&D stuff, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, maybe there's a Reddit page for psych I could just like go look at. (laughs) And you opened up like a whole rabbit hole? No, I just opened up a page and I was on it for about five minutes. And I was like, I don't understand half the things that are being said. Okay, okay. Or like it was just reposts of things from their Twitter. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't care about this. Because I have no emotional attachment to these people yet. This is the first episode. And for my background, this is Zed. Mm-hmm. Uh, in case we don't know how dif- distinct our voices are yet. Uh, I, th- I guess we'll I, find out. I, I, I guess we'll find um, out. So for, for background, I watched this show once through in 2012 when it was on Netflix. And I was living with my grandparents. I had no idea. You've only watched this once. I watched it once. And I was in community college. And I was also mainlining Supernatural on DVD. And I was also mainlining... I, I watched all of Community that was out at the time in two days. Well, and so, okay. like, I was watching a whole bunch of stuff simultaneously. And this was something that I was watching in between buying the DVD set. No, I barely invested in any... I barely invested in anything. Where have you been? Yeah. I don't have the attention span to fully do what we are currently doing. And so this is a real reach for me. Yeah. Because it, I like you had to text me like four times, like watch the episode. And I was like, maybe, maybe <laughs> I'll do it later. I don't have time right now. Maybe. maybe. And so like, this is a big deal. I, I have not focused on this TV show before, but you. Yeah, I have. Okay. And see, so, like back, <laughs> background history for, for me, I'll just paint you a picture. I was, I was. <laughs> paint me a picture. You were the artist, not me. Uh-huh. But so. <laughs> I I was ten years old. I was on family family vacation, actually in California at at the time. I was at my aunt. And Were you in Santa Barbara? <laughs> I was not in Santa Barbara. I don't think I've ever ever even been to Santa Barbara. I I have. <laughs> so I'm only ever in like the L.A. area unless we're going specifically to a to a place like. 
Yosemite or something like that, but I have not been to the major cities besides LA because LA is more than a city. It is a whole LA is inescapable. It took me three hours extra to get out of LA last time I was there because of traffic. Um, So what I'm hearing here is that we both first watched this show that is set in California but filmed elsewhere for the first time while in California. Oh, that was when you moved. Because that was when I I was living in California. I remember when you moved. But so we were both watching it in a place where we are not currently watching it. Yeah. And it was about (laughs) a place where we kind of were. But it was filmed elsewhere. So this I, is like a, a back and forth and back and forth. But neither of us are Canadian. So. No, no. <laughs> that um, would be like act, the real triumph. Actually, my... Are you Canadian? No, 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 no. <laughs> my, my, on, on my mom's side, you do have French Canadian. Oh, okay. So, so like, it's almost, but I'm no. Not, no I'm, we don't get that like, Canadian flavor. I don't get... Quebecois. I don't get... Canadian flavor and I have no like tribal history with it or like anything like I am very much white so <clears throat> I I am not gonna claim any any part of like Canada I'm only gonna claim somebody living in Georgia raised by parents who grew up in like LA so it's just I my accent is all over the place all right so you watch the first time in LA <laughs> more or less I'm not gonna disclose the exact location but so I was at my aunt and uncle's house and we had just watched the premiere of the fifth season of Monk. And see, I had been watching Monk with my parents from a concernably young age, which was a choice, but basically we watched whatever my like parents were watching at, at the time. As many children do. As like many, we like sat down as a family and like watch these shows which when i my family did the same thing with bones oh my god i was traumatized with the uh here's a fake corpse it's rotting oh my god there are so so many like episodes of monk and i was like oh no why did i watch that as a child Mm. okay that really mm, that might (laughs) have launched my obsession into true crime oh no oh no I had just watched the um, first episode of the fifth season of Monk, which is the one with um, Stanley Tucci, which he's, whatever, it's, this is not a Monk podcast. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. the Drunk Monk podcast is dear, dear departed friend of the pod, whatever. I've never seen Monk. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> Keiko Agena of Come On Girls fame found me on Twitter a couple years ago, and that's how I found out about the podcast. So shout out to Keiko, you are a legend. And I knew about Psych because, like, there were ads for it all of the time so like you know the, like one part where sean's rooting through the garbage and he yes. finds the cd case yeah that was like the promo for psych that was like what they promoted it with i almost feel like that was a good choice it it is it tells you a lot about what it you're getting does. yourself into it does especially the level of uh like putting yourself in gus's shoes and talking mm-hmm. to the tv and saying don't do that please stop doing that please please, please don't, don't do that so why, why are you rinse the garbage why i talk to my tv a lot and oh yeah there's mm-hmm. a lot of me being like why are you doing this yeah so okay. but um so i knew about the show and i was excited about the show and i think i knew at the time oh this show is gonna come out while you're in california with your family is isn't that cool so we like actually watched it together we watched every single episode of the show as as a family because it was on like friday nights at 10 for for the most parts and then it switched to like wednesdays it, time it, slot changes it is like, very important but, like network politics I, whatever so. network politics so when it was on like wednesdays mind you i was still very much going to school so i did not watch most of those most of the wednesday episodes live so there are certain episodes that i had watched by myself i'm like when the 
season was done, my parents bought the DVD, so I have seen a lot of these episodes a lot. Like, especially the first and second season. So I know I super duper have not. There yeah. are probably even some episodes that I skip. Oh my god. I'm going to I'm going to put this out there. There are going to be at least five episodes that I probably have never seen. Oh my goodness. And I am fine with that because I'll watch them now. Yeah. And like you, that's that is my my okay. Yeah. Your your whole thing about TV and media is that you want to know everything about it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My whole thing about TV and media is eh, I can probably watch it later. Yeah. Yeah. I have things to do right now. Mm-hmm. And that's I feel like that comes through in the way that we're going to be doing this. Yeah. But don't <laughs> don't worry. Anything that, that you miss, I will like. Oh, I'm absolutely up. sure that we complement <laughs> each other. Like that Ice Age thing. You complete each other. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like Absolutely, because I have too many things to think about to think about one thing at a time. You wear it way And you way want to think about one hats. thing at a time forever. So, like, this is going to be oh, great. I had, I've watched, like, first and second season, like, religiously, like, kept it in the car, with player in the car, like, over and over and over again. So, first, the first two seasons of, of this show, I will know way, way too much. That, but, so... Um, a couple years ago, when the Psych movie came out, I've never seen any of the movies. Oh, you were you were in for a treat with at least the, with at least the first one. Second, <laughs> no. Oh, that's but an opinion. That is okay. That, we're gonna get to that. We're oh, yeah. gonna get to uh, that. Probably in like five years, but it's you not know. the time that I've been talking. But so, um, in preparation for the Psych movie, I watched it at full. Like for like the third time because I had rewatched it when it was on Netflix in like in like a month or so. Like I just like ran through it. I was in when I was rewatching it for the movie. It wasn't on Netflix anymore, and at the time I didn't have like Prime. So like, oh, here's a fun fact, podcast listeners. When I was talking to Grace about what how we should do this, and I was like, yeah, I'll watch it. I have Netflix, and Grace had to tell me that I hadn't been on Netflix for like six years. <laughs> yeah. I still thought it was on Netflix. It's on Prime right now. Yeah. <laughs> and it, Peacock? Is it on Peacock? Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's um it hasn't been on Netflix for a very long time. For and I was under time. the impression that it still was. And that it really speaks to how little I rewatch things. <laughs> yeah. So I had um since it wasn't on like Netflix, I actually went and completed the um seasons that we had like missed because we did we like like buying. So like there are seasons that I'm not as familiar with, which would be like seasons three, four, and five. Cause they're like back dab in like the the dead zone of parents stop buying the DVDs. Yeah. Yeah, the the dead zone of you were a child, you didn't have any sort of like money. Yeah. If your parents didn't decide to buy the DVD, then it wasn't getting bought. No, it wasn't like getting bought. So, so it was I like... have season two of the office and just season two of the office on DVD. <laughs> because yeah. that was what was on sale at Walmart when mm-hmm. my family was going across country and my mother said we yeah. will buy a DVD pack exactly so, so. We, we are a very much DVD fam- DVD family like we just recently started streaming like as of like a month ago stream like we have been running off of like DVDs for forever so it is yeah, it so is- you have a lot of experience of rewatching these things because you have a physical copy of them. I do have physical copy. And copies. not only do you have a physical copy, you have plenty of free time. I so do have plenty of free time. These are like we are like literally opposite people. Yes. So yes. I think I think that means that we are going to be at the very least moderately interesting to listen to, hopefully. I hope I hope so. <laughs> That's always the hope. That is that is always the hope. There are like I was re watching it i didn't remember like most of like season three four and five but now i've really come to appreciate like that little dead zone that i can't that i kind of missed so we we will we will get to it but yes i did watch most of these episodes live or at least the week that 
that they aired. So I was like watching it in like real time. And I remember like they would have like fan contests and they used, there used to be, oh, there's this whole thing you don't even know about. I didn't know there were fan contests. What? (laughs) There were like fan contests. Like fans could like vote on like the like endings to like episodes. Like they wrote the episodes? No, like Like by vote? No, like there was, there's one episode, the Clue episode. Oh, where they were able to... I don't know what you're talking about, but I know Clue the movie had different endings. That they filmed all of the endings, and then based on which theater you went to, you got a different ending. Yes! So was this like they filmed all of these endings, and then the audience voted, and that's when they played live? Audience voted in, like, real time. On the, like... Was it, like, American Idol voting type thing? It was, Where you, like, like, called in, and it... No, you, like, went on to, like, the website. internet voting. No, and so it was really cool because, like, the East Coast got like a different ending than than the west coast oh that's baffling i hate that no so like but when you're watching it on the dvds they kind of have it they kind of we we will get yeah when i get to that episode i can't wait i which one does amazon have because that's what i'm watching all of them all of them it has all of them do i get to select them or does it just play them in a cycle it just it it just plays them. I'm oh, I'm okay. pretty sure I I will go back and. I'm check gonna it. have to know this when I start because yeah, otherwise I'm gonna have I, this note in the middle that's like, what oh, is happening? Gosh, that is like one of like the fan favorites. Oh gosh. Oh, okay. okay. So like, this is like, this is like mm-hmm. things that I would not have known if I had gone back no. and decided to do this rewatch on my own. No. I would have been like, I am so confused. Yeah, so, so this is context. And then when the second movie came out last summer, my my mother, my wonderful mother, she joined this Facebook group. So like. I have a lot of like opinions that like I'm I know about things so like shout out to get psyched you guys are great I love all of you get psyched but get psyched okay you said it like get side all right like, what's a get side welcome to grace cannot pronounce get words psyched. okay get cool so psyched. shout out to the get psyched facebook group yes apparently that grace is a part of yes that grace's mom is a part of yeah both of us are shout the out same. to grace's mom shout out to grace's mom who will not be who will not be listening to this oh but, you can't guarantee that but so um <laughs> i know of like certain like fan favorite episodes and i'm really excited to like get to them because like i didn't know that people like those episodes because yeah. like some of those I hate. I will, so we're gonna make some enemies. Is what you're I will saying. make it known that I there's a wait. very there's a very popular episode. I don't love it, but you so know what you're what you're doing is that you're turning potential listeners against us in the first episode. Look, don't look, do that. Look. They have to fall in love with us before we can do that to them. Look, <laughs> they need to know they need to know up front that I am like a first half listeners. You need to know up front. I have no previous biases and I don't know <laughs> any of your favorites. I will be ranking these purely on my own. No, we'll talk about my ranking system. Yes, yes. But, okay, so. so. I was basically watching in my real time. Zed was very much not. I was very much not. In fact, you could say I'm very much watching them real time now as I'm reviewing them. (laughs) Because they fall out of my brain as soon as I hear them. Same with names and numbers. So, Mm -hmm. like, I will not remember anything, including actors, like, primary actors' names. Yeah, so that that is why I have the cast list and going through it. Okay, so let's talk about my ranking system and how I'm going to make myself pay attention to how many episodes (laughs) is it? Like 600? Too many. Uh, It's like watching an anime. (laughs) There are so many of these things and I have no attention span. Barely over over 100 episodes. Like it barely makes Barely over 100 is not that bad actually. No, it's like barely being able to be like it feels like a lot and it feels like a lot especially from here at episode one where i have barely started oh yeah Uh, okay i'm gonna put this out there 
here as we record episode one, I still haven't watched episode two. <laughs> uh, that is where I am as a person. Yeah. Uh, but I have a ranking score sheet that not only do I use, Grace is also using uh, in order to keep me honest. But unfortunately for this one, we did have a misunderstanding about how it works. Yeah. So we're going to talk about how it works so that mm-hmm. in the future we can compare our scores and make sure that I didn't yeah. miss anything. Because... I was supposed to catch up on what you missed, and I completely misunderstood the entire thing. You misunderstood the prompt. It's fine. Which is fine. Because not only that, I'm trying to make you do a worksheet. I'm a teacher. (laughs) Uh, And it shows in my uh, ability to organize things. I do not follow through follow directions. (laughs) A joy to have in class does not follow directions well. I honestly think that those Ooh. were all of the notes on like on on the report card. You know, because the <laughs> teachers like to me. They're just like, please Follow do directions. your work. I don't want to have you again. Please so do your work. I am going to because we will plug our handles later. Yes. Um, I'm going to have Grace upload the blank like Word document mm-hmm. or I guess PDF. Of this, yeah, yeah, PDF onto the Facebook group that yes. we have for this show. Yes. Um, that way, you guys, if Facebook you want to play yeah. along at home, you can play along at home, and then play we can uh, make sure that I don't miss things because I mm-hmm. will. Because oh, yeah. as established, sometimes I'm taking notes on the episode because we're making a podcast about it, uh-huh. and then I miss the pineapple. <laughs> exactly. Which so is like that's so like it, in this he was holding it and he, he said pineapple. It. So I completely missed that because I was not. Should I slice on up? top of things? Should I slice up the road? What was he talking about? I don't know. The, like, I, I, was, I, had, I had a comment in that section that was specifically about <laughs> some dumb thing that he did, I think. Uh, uh, dumb thing that Sean Oh, no, I really? know. No, it's actually Gus. <gasps> oh, that okay. was my comment on the oh, dumb thing that yes, I needed okay, Gus okay. to know. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a yeah. moment. But so my ranking sheet is uh, it's got a section with three points, a section with two points, a section with one points, and then sections with negative points. And the negative points are for when they do a bad thing, which is not like, you know, a murder because it's a show about murder. It's a like, this is, you get negative points. If you are intentionally transphobic, you get negative points. If you are unintentionally transphobic, same with racism, same with homophobia. I will not tolerate it. You get negative points. Nope. So and at some point, they're going to unfortunately acquire those negative points. And we will talk about it every time it does. I will yes, not. But... I, this, is my, this is my preface. If you want to avoid those episodes where we talk about them because you're like, I don't want to talk about that on a podcast. I come to podcasts to avoid mm-hmm. that in my life. It will be very brief. We will acknowledge yes. that it happened and we will say that it is inexcusable. Yes. I refuse to let that crud slide no so do i so, so do I. we're we're going to make sure that they are penalized for that because i am ranking every psych episode compared to its neighbors so this first episode <laughs> got 81 points from me grace yeah. um, did it wrong i and got, got it wrong and i think i got like 41 points. you got like 41 points something uh, something so that is how wrong grace did it yeah. um so the idea is is that there are tally marks in the tally column and every time they do something from that uh, thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, I the pineapple mentioned didn't get any points, so there's actually supposed to be three more points, so this should be an 84. 84, okay, wow. So this is an 84. Uh, let me just really quickly edit that in real time. Editing there, in real time, nice. You are uh, experiencing this with us as I edit. Uh, that shouldn't be 59, that should be plus three, that is 62. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I can't see the numbers from where we're sitting. Oh no, uh, math, in, math in real six. time. Two. There we go. So we're just so going that should to be like, an eighty-four. Um, yeah. 
And it's not like out of 100 or anything because mm-hmm. they could conceivably get over 100. I'll be very impressed if they get over 100, though, because of the negative categories. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to really quickly run through this. Uh, if a character who I would consider a regular, based on my knowledge of the show and a very quick Google, uh, appeared, they got a check mark, and each of one of those check marks was three points. So I have Sean, Gus, Juliet, Lassiter, Chief Vic, Henry, Buzz, Sean's mom, and the Blueberry. So the people who didn't appear in this episode were Juliet and Sean's mom. Everyone else appeared. Yeah, and, yeah, and I would consider did. those to be regulars. So that's actually really cool that they kept their pilot. I know with so many regular cast members, like. That's fantastic and really it is weird. Like unheard of. Honestly. I would not call it unheard of, but I would say it's very weird. Well, I would say that, like, well, my dad thinks that the pilot episode is not the first episode of the, of the show, so he would think that like the spelling bee episode is the first episode. Well, did they air the pilot just for test audiences, and then his spelling bee episode was the first one they aired on USA? No, the pilot was the first one that that they aired but he just like thinks well, i know some like, people who think if yeah. it's called pilot it doesn't count as episode one it's like negative one or yeah. zero mm-hmm. so like yeah so this is episode one to us because we're it doing is. pilot one it is the first episode it's the first episode of our podcast anyway yeah, so for the... two pointers pineapple mention a psychic vision lassiter's significant other is mentioned but unseen this one i was going to give it a point because mm-hmm. he mentions that he's getting a divorce yes but i consider the detective lady who does not come back to be his significant other in this episode. All right. You're she right. is seen. She is. And his divorce person, his former wife, mm-hmm. is not his significant other anymore. No, and she's really not a significant character. Yeah, on, so she's like mentioned very briefly in passing. Mm-hmm. And you see his significant other in this one. Yes, you so, do. That so was, that was a thing that I know does not happen very often. You see who he's dating. Um, Just like weird yeah. for her. Uh, Gus is introduced with a pseudonym. This one didn't have it. Uh, they haven't introduced that thing as a concept. Uh, Sean is introduced himself with a pseudonym. Uh, there's a dead body. Sean's got a checkered employment history, which I am counting and I am writing down. Uh, Sean or Gus is undercover. Sean and Gus bicker. Gus has a real job. Uh, Lassiter wants to shoot something <laughs> and verbally expresses this much. Yeah. I, I assume he always kind of wants to shoot something. Yeah, he He's got does. that kind of face. Uh, <laughs> interrupting the chief. Or rather, bursting into her office without knocking. Uh Lassiter is unnecessarily antagonistic. He's, like, just antagonistic all the time, but, like, unnecessarily. So if he did something and I was like, that was so unnecessary, I put a check mark. Uh, (laughs) uh, Henry is fishing or mentions fishing. (laughs) Uh, Non sequitur comeback from Sean. Like, he's trying to change the topic or whatever. Yes. Uh, Lassiter is afraid of or hates something inexplicable but relevant. Uh, (laughs) 80s or 90s pop culture reference. Something happens to the blueberry. Fake accent or temple touch and temple touch. Uh, so when, weirdly enough, this is very odd. The temple touch and the psychic visions do not coincide. Not always. No, occasionally they don't. he does it, but most of the time he temple touches when he's actively thinking about something, and the psychic visions are just an explosion of weird. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was weird because I thought it was going to be like, should I put these as separate categories? Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I will tell you what I based this based this on once I finish uh, reading these. So, uh, and for one point, because those were all two points, for one point, uh, they're the catchphrases. So I heard it both ways. Come on, son. Wait for it. You know that's right. A fist bump, which I consider a catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gus condescendingly saying, Sean. Uh, <laughs> Lassiter angrily saying, Spencer. Uh, the suck it. And Lassiter's I would rather, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all one point each because I assume that, you know, when they're said, I'm not going to give them that many points for being lazy writers. 
it is cute and it is catchy, but it is lazy yeah. writing. People usually don't have catchphrases. I'm putting that into the world. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, they, so the negatives. Uh, five points negative for intentionally transphobic, intentionally homophobic, or intentionally racist. And three points negative for intentionally transphobic, homophobic, or racist. On and Sorry, unintentionally, yeah. yes. So they get less negatives if it's unintentional because mm-hmm. sometimes it's just a cultural moray of 2006, 2007. Yes, like yes. sometimes people just said things back then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just the thing you said. Yeah, it was just the thing you said. Which you is didn't really think about it. terrible. It is. It was terrible. Yes. Um, but, you know, that means that they might not have meant it. No. But when they wrote it in and it was super intentional, they meant it. That went yeah. through editing. That went through writing. That went through script revisions. Yeah, that we went through people. And I don't think we really hit that until like season six. For well, for me at least, I might find some it. stuff. There's some you, things that I remember. I, there's some stuff. things that I remember being racist. Okay, and being uncomfortable with the racism okay, that was being I exhibited. I never really looked for the racism. I didn't either, but it was there. Okay. okay. Yeah, but I see a lot of racism and stuff. It's just, it's yeah, it's a whole thing that I see. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so that is the points on this one. Um, this is based, don't kill me, this is based on a series of psych drinking games I found. <laughs> uh, yeah. I found a bunch of like, take a shot if this, take a shot if that. Okay. Several of figured them looked that. like you would be dead by the end of the episode. Yeah. I so don't... I did go through and I like, I figured out which one showed up the most. Yeah, on I those. would not recommend using our score sheet as a drinking game. That please is a, do not. Please do not. This is me saying, don't do that. Don't no. do that. No. Um, but so these were based on those because I haven't, I don't remember like what were the big tropes in this. If I had been, if I were a psych scholar, like Grace's, <laughs> uh, you know, with a major in psych and a minor in psych. Yeah. Uh, minor and monk. Uh, mm. Maybe I could have built the score sheet out of nothing, but largely it was if you Google psych drinking game, yeah, and then you kind of like dig through that, and then you dig through the image results, and then you dig through like the Reddit page for psych drinking game that I found, and then you looked at all the comments, and you said, okay, these things keep showing up on all of them. They mm-hmm. are probably worth this many points, and then I categorized them, and then I made a worksheet, and then I sent it to Grace, and then I said sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that I was very impressed when you like sent this to me because I. I just thought that it would just be like something simple. I don't know why I was thinking that. It's I a have, worksheet. I, I have known you for a very long time. I did not know that I'd be getting homework. I did make you from, homework. From you because I was already giving myself <laughs> homework because yep. I was taking notes. Well, okay, I am not a note person. I considered you get, telling me to watch all of Psych to be homework. So I'm giving you homework <laughs> back. Uh, nice. So this is revenge homework. Revenge homework. Uh, but yes, that is the way I'm scoring. Episode one, the pilot, not the international pilot, because that's not what I watched. The no. pilot got 84 points. So that means currently out of one episode, it is first on the list. Yes. It has first <laughs> place in the list because it is the only one I've watched in ranks so far. Exactly. So that is uh, where we are at with that. All right. So let's talk about based on the score sheet a little bit. It, what do we like about the episode? I mean, like unacademically, yeah, it's a fun like, episode. It's it is a pilot. Fun it convinced them to buy the show and produce the whole seasons of it, and not only one but several. And this is where it starts. Yeah, and I like love it because like when I every single time that I watch this, I just feel like I'm like ten 
10 years old watching it, like sitting on the floor. Yeah, every time I watch it, I feel like I'm 18 and trapped in my grandparents' home. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, come, come, I do not. Come, completely different vibes. Yeah, completely like, different vibes. But it is fun. Like, I, it's genuinely not a downer. It it's not a downer. a downer of a pilot. Sometimes no. you watch pilots of things and you're like, Jesus, this is what the tone we're setting is. Yeah. it's But. Yeah. So <laughs> I will say that I really like that the pilot is very on brand with what the show is even if it's a little different than what the show turned out to be yeah it's on brand for the show's vibe Mm -hmm. for the but i will say based on my score sheet of the things that showed up in psych drinking games as being quintessential to psych yeah it really didn't hit all those notes no but not everything had a check mark it does like set up for those things like it does later yeah yeah it definitely sets up like Mm -hmm. the thing that let's see what had the most i have five there seven Okay, there are seven psychic visions. Sean and Gus bicker five separate times. Yeah. And I think it might have been six uh, or seven because I, some of those were like extended bickerings I counted as one. Yeah, and they're in the in in the international one, there is a lot more. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so, we, so it really sets up like who it does. how they relate to each other. Mm-hmm. And that's I would say integral to this. Yeah. An episode without Gus feels empty. I love him so much. Yes, and see. I was watching this as a very young child, and I might have accidentally adopted a personality of one of the characters. And um, <laughs> I think you guys might have might realize which one that is. But Zed, who do you think I adopted the personality of? I mean, I want to say that you just decided you wanted to be Sean when you grew up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. I, that means I'm the Gus in this scenario, mm-hmm. and I'm fine with that because yeah. I am here to tell you to slow down, exactly. please, for the love of God. Exactly. Please chill. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it was basically I was, I was torn. I was torn between I want to like be Sean or like I want to like marry Sean. He which... does make you want to be him. He is. He does. Cool. He does. He is he cool, cool in a very I don't care sort of way. And yes. like, I, I almost want to say he's cool in the way the Fonz is cool. Like, okay, you're just like, so oh, he's so cool. He doesn't this, care. I was not planning ah. on, like, saying this, but I have never seen an episode of Happy Days. Neither have I. Okay. But, but I know so the tropes. I have been compared to the Fonz. Why? Did you uh, do finger guns? No. Hey. Oh, I, I think I have, have before, but I was playing, like, a game with, like, a group, and there were, like, all these lists of, like, characters, and it's like, oh, who is so-and-so? And they and they picked the Fonz, and I was like, huh. I wonder okay. if that was process of elimination or if they genuinely thought they, you, I don't know. I, cause it was like someone that like, I actually kind of knew pretty well. And I was like, I don't know this show, but that feels like a really like Henry Winkler. Like, wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> I don't know that name. Uh, I'm guessing he's the Fonz. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we will run into that a lot where I, I know, know a names. lot of cultural zeitgeist and Zed does not. I know historical zeitgeist. I am and I do not. very into academia and not pop culture, unfortunately, because I enjoy pop culture. I'm just not good at it. I am very into pop culture because there's no rules. <laughs> I like I rules. Hate, I, I need hate structure. rules. I hate it so much. I need I, structure. I like rules so that I can like break them, but still like somehow arrive at like the destination. Absolutely not. I need rules <laughs> so that I know where my boundaries are, and mm. then I can I can twist things inside of those boundaries. Okay, so that is a kind of a Sean. It, it's a Sean and Gus yeah. thing. <laughs> I is. think we've got it. We All right, so. Uh, one of the other things on my checklist that I thought was fun is the Sean's checkered employment history. And I think we brought it up in several mm-hmm. other segments. I'm not sure what order we're putting these segments right now. It's going to yeah. inform how we do the rest of this podcast. But uh, I am listing 
Sean's employment as a guest listed. This one, uh, they do say he has had 57 jobs since they graduated high school, which means I'm going to make a list of 57 jobs. And if they leave some of them off, that is yeah. a crying shame. And I need them to fill those in in the next few movies. And <laughs> I had... I had no idea that you were like doing that, but I had like made a note for like all the things that they added to the internet, to the international pilot. So what I have listed based on the domestic pilot was they mentioned that he worked in a candy store. Mm -hmm. I have also worked in the candy store actually. Wow. Uh, I, he was a weatherman in Minneapolis, which is <laughs> so specific. So specific. Uh, and he was a bungee cord jumping expedition <laughs> guide, I guess. Yes. I just said he yes. worked with bungee cord mm -hmm. jumping expeditions. So like, was he the bus driver? Was he the you person who jumps? Know. Was you he the person know. who makes sure that they're secure? Cause that feels like something you yeah. need to be really qualified for. So I, I have it in, in my notes that mm -hmm. he did talk about those jobs with Lucinda while they're at the gun. Yeah. Gun range where, okay. Sean Spencer is an excellent marksman. It's to, very impressive. It is very impressive. Like he is, there are things that he's really, really good at doing, but he just doesn't care. I would almost say that him. Doing them. Okay. So I would almost say that one of my categories is uh, Lassiter is afraid of or hates something inexplicably relevant. Mm -hmm. I would say that if I had to make a category based on these conversations on here, it would be Sean is inexplicably good at something that happens to be relevant. Like they just keep writing mm -hmm. him as being good at this thing that's inexplicable. And then Lassiter hates this thing that's like inexplicable. Yeah, it's so it's almost like the two of them are these like foil characters for narrative, uh, like narrative. Convenience. I have never convenient ever narrative thought of that. But a thing that like I really identify with Sean because when I like grew up, I was really, really good at things on like the first try. And it was just like, it was just like, oh, this is the thing that's happening. I'm really good at this. This is weird. Yeah. But like, is he good at it the first time or is it that I, he was trained to be good I, at it? I think that that one specifically is more of. I think that one was training. I, th I think that was Henry saying, hey, um, you need to learn how to shoot a gun because I am not going to have a gun in my house and have you is like, he is like crazy. Like we, we will get into like things that he wasn't allowed allowed to do I'm, as a kid. I'm almost okay. Another list that I considered <laughs> no, I starting. I would make a, a topic that's just list that makes Listen, reasons why I should call defects on Henry. <laughs> like, ooh, ooh. As a teacher, I mm. am legally a teacher. I am a real life teacher to real life children. Yes, very, and I am a mandatory reporter. Yes. Which means that if I see something that is abuse or neglect, mm -hmm. I am mandatory. Yes. I have to report it, which means I know all the signs. I know all the reasons why mm -hmm. you need to call. I know all the things that I would need to tell them that I heard, that they said, that yeah. I witnessed. Like, And so I'm watching these like parent-child interactions and I'm like, this is setting off some weird flags. Yeah. Like it's not, a. I mean, it, some of the things in this first episode, I wouldn't have had to call defects, but I would have already been kind of a little bit on edge because of the like relationship that they are having. Yeah. Like it's like, there are strict parents and there are mm -hmm. parents who want your kid, their kids to do better. Yeah. And that is not a reason to call child services. No, no. But sometimes Henry I... says things in a way that make me go, I'm going to keep an eye on this family. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am concerned. Yeah. I do think that there are, are a lot of things that probably Steve Franks pulled from his like personal experience, but you can't say that it's all like, mm, not everything is allegorical. No, no, but it's just Especially like not child neglect abuse. No, 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 confusion. no, no, no. I am, I'm not saying this. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying that all, Maybe the things that like stick out as like weird are just like 
quirks that like his like dad had because he he was a cop. Yeah. So it could be yeah, and then stuff gets exaggerated in of course, like, because acting because like, you know some to, things like, are funnier. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's like funnier for him to. But yeah, that was why I decided in the end I'm not going to make this list is because this is a comedy show. It is. And, and I don't so wanna, like, they're going to play stuff up. Yes, they yeah. are. But anyway, yeah. So like, so Sean is inexplicably good at some things that happen to be incredibly relevant to each case. Exactly. It's very funny. <laughs> but at the same time, Lassiter inexplicably hates things. So I remember that being a thing from mm-hmm, the first mm-hmm. and only time that I watched the show was that Lassiter just occasionally is like, I hate that when they're about to go somewhere. And I'm oh like, why goodness. do you hate everything, man? You, you seem like you're not having a good time. <laughs> he just flat yeah. out is not having a good time oh, a lot yeah. of the time. So that's, yeah, that's an interesting thing. What is the other? Uh, oh, I, I was telling Grace earlier, the weird uh, coincidence, the temple touch and the psychic visions don't always coincide. I can't no. remember. But like, so Sean touches his temple when he's like actually thinking about what he saw. And a lot of times it's mm-hmm. like when he's talking to Gus and no no audience other than Gus. Uh, but when he's having his psychic visions, I have five temple touches to seven psychic visions in my count yeah. here and i could be wrong on that because again i was not paying attention for the whole thing yeah. i did kind of at some point just start taking notes uh but like they don't coincide and when i started this i was like why are those two separate categories in everyone's drinking games because because they are separate no see in my brain whenever he did a psychic vision he had his hand up to his temple like some like hokey see, sort of thing there's so okay. yeah this is interesting to me so i uh, the only time that I had to do the catchphrases was that Gus condescendingly says, condescendingly says Sean, yes, which, does. yeah. But like the other catchphrases, as far as I am aware, did not show up in this uh, episode. I don't, I think he might've done a come on son, but I thought he did just did a come on. Yeah. I think it's just like, like, come on. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure that it was just like, yeah, and, well, and then Lassiter's angry a lot of this, but he doesn't say Spencer he, angrily because he has not gotten to the point of just hasn't. calling he Sean just his last that, name. No, but what's like set up in the pilot is that Sean has called so many tips in to the, to yes. the police that they think that he is somehow involved in this stereo robbery. Well, or not only that, okay, so if you call in like 50 tips mm-hmm. on all these different crimes, and then they're like, actually, we're going to take you in as a suspect on this particular one, it's like, were any of those crimes linked ever? I, I, don't, I don't think know. they were, which means you being the person to call in all those tips means almost nothing. Unless you have evidence that they are linked, that yeah. means nothing. That just means that you are suspicious See, that they're on this particular crime, but you have no evidence other than this weird, like, they keep calling in tips. It's not how... It shouldn't be a thing. It's, that's that what's weird, because you have, the, you have Chief Vic, who is very aware that Henry Spencer, Sean Spencer's dad, obviously. Yeah. He used to be a like a cop with that same precinct. Oh, I think Chief Vic, okay, the way that they play that is that Chief Vic is fully aware that she is supporting this in like a hoax. Like she is yeah, so glib. I, I, she is yeah, so she glib is. throughout the entire episode it was, that she is like in on this weird joke. Oh yeah, she know. And it's she is. That's a felony? I think it's fraud. No, so like Is it a I, misdemeanor or a felony? Let's see. Either way, it's misrepresentation I, of using departmental uh, funds. I don't really know how to like classify that because I don't really care about that part. But I kind of do. Okay. So that's so that's good. But what I kind of <laughs> read it as is 
Chief Vic knows that something wrong is going on, but she's not going to ask the question so that she's like legally, yeah, no, she has no like, she precedence. has plausible deniability. No, so, so, so she's like, oh, he did that. I called in respected former officer Henry Spencer and he, he corroborated the exact same like story. Yeah. Did, did he, did he really? It's a lot know. of plausible deniability, it but is, like, she is so glib about it she is. the whole time. She is so glib. But then like, for people who are so good at reading people, and that's their whole thing, Sean and Gus are so unaware that she is being glib that I almost feel like it's directed only at us, the viewers. Yeah, I think so. It's almost a, like a narrative framing device of, like, the third wall is being broken by Chief Vic. I have, I have, I've never thought about that Like, before. Like, she is aware that she is on a TV show, or and she like is fine with this? Voice of, like, reason within the... I don't, I, uh, no, there's nothing reasonable about what she's doing <laughs> at all. Okay. And I yeah, I don't know. It I feel like there's there's something there and I think I we're gonna see more of it. Because maybe, maybe. from what I remember, yeah. she was just as like quietly supportive and obviously in the know that it's they are full on lying. Very <laughs> much like Speaking I, I which, know that you were like pulling this out of your hat. Yeah. But so well, okay, so speaking of which, twelve hundred dollars a case? $1,200 a case? I don't know if that's high or that, low, but I'm I, curious. I feel like that's higher than what they're paid on later on in the series because there's like one episode, I don't, I can't recall off the top of my head, but oh, it's the um alien episode. But so okay. they were supposed to be paid like $1,000 for like consulting or something or like something and like I think Sean had like changed it in the, in the computers like more like twice that so i don't think it's supposed to be that much money per case well because when he's like making a deal he says 1200 per case and that's like or when he's telling gus about it and he's like trying to sell him on this idea of a psychic detective he says 1200 a case i already have another one is what i recall from yeah i I don't know if that's a thing that actually shows up for the rest of the show but like it's so specific that is so specific and i I, yeah again i don't know if that's too much or too little sean is like weirdly specific about everything yes but that that seems like maybe well not only is he weirdly specific he is mm-hmm. also incredibly vague on things that yeah. I would consider important. Like, I have a note uh-huh. here that he doesn't make any distinction between being a psychic and being a medium. <laughs> he makes no distinction. It's no, either the spirits no, no. are talking to him or he is reading the, like, auras or, like... I don't think he ca- like, I don't think he cares. I, think I don't think he like, does. I, I think he's just, like, messy. I think he just made it up off the top, top, top of his head to get himself out of jail. Which, first of all, why would he be arrested for all of these things? I mean, you could, they can put him in holding for, like, 24 hours, but he can get a lawyer and without, like, exactly. actual evidence on like, a suspicion of corroboration with no would, evidence, they can't hold him for, like, more than 24 hours right exactly. so it's like someone who knows he... about crime please let us know about this <laughs> yeah please neither of us are in criminology no or forensics or whatever mm-hmm. um so like I, it, it drove me up a wall it's like he keeps saying he's psychic but he's acting mostly as a medium but then yeah. he's like making things up that are like psychic and i'm not like i'm not like big into that but it feels like there's a distinction between those things generally i've, I've never fiction. really like thought about it because it was just like oh that that's just Sean being Sean. So I've, I've never really. He's yeah. just being dramatic. He's, he's yeah. just being himself. He's just pulling a grace, honestly. Um, <laughs> I have a note here. Like, I thought it was very interesting in this episode, based on what I recall about Lassiter. He's like the one to give Sean's claims a chance. 
Yeah. He actually that's... goes to check on Sean's claims, even though from like basically that point on, he's very anti-Sean. Yeah. But he is the one to give this dude who's claiming to be psychic a chance. Yes, because I think the turning point in the episode for Lassiter is when him and Lucinda go to get Mexican food. Yeah, and then he like sees the the chef with hay fever. Yeah, yeah, and so from then on, he's begrudgingly accepting Sean's powers, but like his first action other than accusing Sean of things is to check out his claims and be yeah. like, you know, even if I absolutely do not believe in this nonsense, I'm going to check it out because a tip's a tip, like, which is interesting based on what I remember of him yeah, there's of being a, there's, wholly unsupportive of this yeah, nonsense. There's a quote that where it's like, he is saying that he, that Sean obviously has, has like a, source or whatever and it's like you can't just like waltz around here like some kid in a candy store and sean's like let me be honest i used to work in a candy store it's nothing like yeah like that was this. why i wrote down that he yeah. worked in the candy store <laughs> yes no, one of my so like, like favorites yeah it's so interesting i almost feel like so speaking about like how writing evolves mm -hmm. I feel like that sort of like begrudging, I'm going to check on it, almost gets adopted into Jules's character. And they yeah. make Lassiter into more of a, the disbelieving straight man uh -huh. in this, like, you know, the Punch and Judy or whatever. So there's always the one thing that's like, yeah. no fun. And so they really leaned hard on Lassiter being no fun when this first episode, yeah. he's kind of willing to have fun with it so, almost in yeah, like a very non-fun way. So they might have like split the Lassiter character into Lassiter and Jules. Yeah, because if they had that to get does, rid of, yeah, they did because they yeah. had, they had, they could write they had to write Jules in. Yeah, because they're not gonna write in. Oh, this is his new partner that he's also dating. Like this is his new partner who is exactly the same as the old one, but a different blonde lady. Yeah, like oof. <laughs> yeah, so like it's interesting. You can almost see where Julie like Juliet comes from exactly in his behavior in this episode it's fascinating anyway from it a is. writing perspective I love it um I also have a note here aviatrix is it a real word I because it's a um, word that Sean uses to describe a female pirate and pirate pilot pilot yes uh so to describe a female pilot uh which is fun to say to have a weird term for a pilot in your pilot yeah, and see, in the... Like, that's fascinating. So, I almost feel like this episode should be called Aviatrix. <laughs> because it's weird maybe. pilot word. Maybe. But so, um, what's interesting is in the international pilot, a lot of the scenes are just, like, extended. So that part where he's, like, going through all the pictures, there's, like, more pictures in the international pilot. So it's, like, there's, like, more things that she's, like, done. Well, so that's fascinating to me because I've worked in props. Uh-huh. Very briefly, but I worked in props. And yeah. a lot of times you just fill the two pages. Exactly. And that's the page that you know is going to be open. But the fact that the international one had more pictures yeah. is weird. They, like, made it a is. scrapbook of this family. Like, a whole book. For they, some reason. They spent a lot of props time on to this, props. But what I think happened was Steve Franks has wanted to make this show since like the early, early aughts. Like he worked on like all these like movies and he had wanted to tell this like story for like a very long time. So I think he already had like all these ideas in his head. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is I feel like they shot the international pilot and then edited it down. Cause it is like the oh, probably. It is like the exact same like script, but the international pilot's like 
Well, I'll put this out there. If I was told I need something that's 45 minutes and something that's two hours, I would shoot the yeah. two hours and then cut it yeah, down, because... which is probably what's going to happen here with this podcast. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's definitely it like just extended versions of each scene. Yeah. And they were like, well, we could technically cut it here. Yes. But so there's, um, we will get into the different scenes in the pilot, I hope. But so um, let's see. I have a note that says, I'm going to die if Sean is going to hit on women, women at every crime scene. And I vaguely recall that he hits on a lot of people. See, what's weird about that? Die. is they kind of switch back and forth between sean hitting on women and gus hitting on women yeah should we make a counter of who's going to be inappropriate at a crime scene uh yes yes okay yes, so this episode sean's inappropriate sean is very Stop inappropriate hitting on people Stop who have it. missing relatives don't hit on don't hit on a girl who thinks that her brother's probably dead yeah like there's okay so there's like war profiteering this feels like war profiteering but it's like grief profiteering like she's in an emotional state i better jump in and make her feel other emotions yeah like, which is ooh. why i wasn't that happy that like steve franks wanted her to like come it's back so which squeaky. she never does by the way but oh, I mean, okay most of the international pilot is just extended jokes but there are some things that change the entire tone of the pilot gotcha yeah gotcha so let's see my other notes i i have at one point sean is exceptionally bi <laughs> Uh, yes, maybe, that is maybe my you should date part. him too. Maybe yeah, I, I will. will. Like, all right, cool. And you left that in. I love it. Very progressive for 2006. That's one of those like very, weirdly very because. But okay, so it's definitely played for laughs. So it's it framed is. almost as like a jokey, jokey, haha, bisexual people exist. But yeah, the way that Sean so is, it's obviously Sean written so, as a joke. Sean but he's so sincere about it. He's very sincere. He is. It's very weird how sincere he is. It is very weird. In 2006. Awesome. And I love it. 10 it out is. of 10 for that. Uh, so I have Sean, your bias showing, uh, <laughs> which may be a uh, thing which I say. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it is a very, very oh. recurring theme. Another note, this is what I missed the pineapple because of, because I was okay. writing this specific comment. All right. Do you know which one it is? Is it the fake rock on the second story landing? No, oh. but that is also stupid. Yes. <laughs> For a smart man, Gus, apparently in that sequence of events, made some very stupid decisions. This one is, Gus says, Sean, this is good. When Sean comes up and has a bunch of photos on his table mm -hmm. and is like explaining his theory. Yeah. Uh, Sean has shown him literally no evidence except for a theory and a bunch of photos. Okay. There's no evidence there. Did do they understand what evidence is and what supposition is and what would and wouldn't actually be like accepted yeah. in a court of law? Like it's good. It's a good narrative. Yes. See, it's a fantastic now, narrative. In the international pilot, evidence the, in the extended pilot, like Sean does learn extra information that he shares with Gus. Yeah, so but I, like, does so, he have evidence of that, or is it just his word? Um, it's more like, uh, like not a lot of evidence, but yeah, Gus does kind of go along with Sean. Yeah, it's like this. Like he's <laughs> had to be convinced every step of the way on this. Yeah, and then as soon as he sees a pile of photos and Sean like, kind yeah, of yeah, vaguely yeah. connects them, he's mm -hmm. like all in. And it's, it's a in. really weird moment of all of this setting up of Gus's character that they did kind of falls flat. Mm -hmm. Like it, it broke me out of it to the point where I missed the pineapple. So I, I cannot believe that you missed the pineapple. <laughs> I can't believe me either. All right. So I have another bullet point note that says, uh, pretty glib about suicide and veterans, dude. <laughs> There's like a really glib <sighs> comment about this guy's a veteran. And of course he wouldn't, he wouldn't be suicidal. And, and so I was suicide rated veterans. It's high, it's right? High. It's high. Because but they're like really glib and pretending that it's low. Well, I guess maybe it's because he's this like decorated 
anyway, yeah, no, that Chalk that really to, like questionable Sean saying something stupid. I almost would have taken away points like the racism transphobia. Exactly. It's, it's like it's almost the type of like discrimination a little bit it's like they intentionally wrote that in as if it's something that is universally acknowledged and yeah, it which is it made weird me like really irritated for the show because most of the time like for the rest of the show they were like very like they're like very pro-military very pro-cop most m- most of the time because they are just a weird very in. firm statement to make yeah because you have like military people coming in government people coming in so, like they're very much like oh we always defend all of our like fellow people so uh, that was a i i just chalked that up to like sean saying something like oh he couldn't possibly do do this it's like no true scotsman kind of thing which is like the exact opposite of what you think it's gonna be yeah it's, it's weird yeah um so that was that was another moment that i was like mm, but i mm, if I had to guess, there was probably some sort of script revision that went on that it's, somebody stuck that in because it stuck out. It's weird. It was weird. Anyway, it is, it is weird. I, <laughs> it was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a couple of uh, bullet points here on my notes that say, uh... <laughs> oh no. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, sometimes I get distracted from watching the plot and instead I'm just watching how the acting is going. <laughs> Oh, oh, no. Um, no. Sean is doing this thing where he doesn't close his mouth all the way, and I can't figure out what he's trying to do with that. Does he think it makes him look cute, or is it just a thing he does? Uh, He doesn't close his mouth all the way. See, he he just leaves his mouth open a little bit, Mm -hmm. and I'm watching him acting, and when he's talking, his mouth opens and closes. But when he's just acting, his mouth is open. You kind of have to understand that at, at the time of, like, filming this, he was close to our our age. I know, and it's weird. That that is that that is that is a weird thing. <laughs> it's incredibly I'm, weird the thing you just said. I know. I am so sorry for bringing that to uh, your like mind. Oh no! But it's just like so. Maybe it was just part of like the. I am a man in my like late twenties, and I want to look cute or whatever. Yeah. Well, because sometimes he does this like look on his face where it's almost like he thinks that it looks cute. I can see his thoughts and it's like to happening be fa- across to be his face. Fair, most of the time, he is right. So I'll take your word for it. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, okay, so I have a bullet here that says, "Working at a thrift store is not evidence that someone won't beat you to a pulp for harassing a woman in an alley." Sean. Oh my god. Which he, you know, he immediately proves that because, like, that was kind of the point. Uh, yes. We have a thrift store near us that is staffed exclusively by people in rehab. Yes, and it's it's, it's um, a really great charity, and they do really great oh, yes. work with rehabilitation and yes, getting people are. back into the workforce and getting them a yes. work experience despite felonies. Like, but working at a thrift store does not mean someone is some sort of like weenie. No, it 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 does all. not. But what <laughs> like, what that um charity does very briefly is people instead of going to like prison for like minor offenses for like drugs and stuff, they're just put into this like program where they get like real like work experience yeah they get work experience and i believe they have mandatory like counseling sessions and group counseling sessions and it's fantastic i I have a lot of experience because my parents actually work in the building like same like yeah 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 so like i thought it was really funny that that was the assumption that he would make and i feel like that is the assumption being made by someone who doesn't spend a lot of time at thrift stores yeah that is also like the sketchiest location for a thrift store i've ever seen in my life like it just seems it's like the 
entrance is in an alley what no that was the back entrance that was like okay. the donation drop-off area okay it was so, just it, it was just weird because we like never saw like like the front they just came from yeah the they didn't kind of just say we mm -hmm. don't have an exterior for the shot and that's fine i do like <laughs> the i do like the point where um sean is like actively shopping at, at, at one point he's just yeah. like picking he's up just stuff. like oh a shirt i like this let me hold it up to me instead of doing what i need to be doing getting in and getting out it's such a waste and, of time and like yeah like it's mood crazy um, <laughs> Uh, I have a note here. It's weird. It's really weird how Lucinda doesn't seem to believe that Sean is a psychic, but is completely into humoring him by sharing, by her own admission, confidential evidence. Right. Like, right. I, okay, so I know that we have reasons why she was written out and Juliet was written in. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they should have said, yeah, she got in trouble for sharing confidential evidence. <laughs> because that, that was such actually, a thing that she did. In the next episode, they, they do mention what happens to her. Yeah, they do mention it in passing, if I remember, like, I remember so little. Well, but when I feel you like actually it was... watch the second episode, yeah, you, when will, I actually you will learn. Mm -hmm. I don't know when that's going to be. Okay. Um, and then I also, this is my last bullet point that is not about the $1,200. Uh, <laughs> solving the case doesn't mean you weren't trespassing. <laughs> yeah. Um... Um, Lassiter should have kept them cuffed at the end, because they were still trespassing. In the inner national pilot like you, you know when like gus like leaves in there uh-huh sean breaks in <laughs> sean breaks Excellent. in so sean breaks in and that's he, like a better reason to arrest him sean breaks in he like trips he trips the alarm and and they oh, all no. come and they all see him doing that oh great and yeah. nothing happens to him solving a case doesn't mean you weren't trespassing the house belonging to a person who got arrested for this thing doesn't mean you weren't trespassing yes other people live there and it is still private property they should have charged him for that because it's better that way. Yes. Consequences, darn it. Um, anyway, that's my notes. I'm into consequences and narrative co causality yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but so, anything to add? Anything? To, oh, I, you, you know, I have a lot, but I'm just going to stick to my like actual stuff that I have prepared. But like, Sean shared in information about the about the case that he learned in the national Enquirer during like the um international pilot like, like there's this whole scene where he has he has this like case file that he has made but gus like looks over and it's just cut it's just cutouts from like the from like the national Enquirer, like all these like gossip magazines where he's learned all this information about about the case which is weird is like why like would tabloids it... yes okay yeah but it's like why would it be in the tabloids if this is a current thing that is going well, on not right only now. that since because they aren't sure like okay so like live <laughs> ransom cases <laughs> even if someone knows that because like recently it's like a, lady gaga's dogs got kidnapped oh my gosh that was that was and crazy. while that was happening and they were trying to figure it out like the media was making all of these wild guesses exactly. but like the cops were very clear that they weren't releasing any like real no. anything to yeah. anyone because they didn't know who took the daggum dogs so like think of it it's a, it's a person like the person, not dogs. You probably can't find hardly anything of substance in those tabloids because the cops have no, rules about giving away so, evidence. It's just so funny because like Sean's like sharing this like his he makes his like case file and Gus is like, those are those are tabloids. Like you look Gus has like, a point. Like you mention like People Magazine. What are you What are you doing? And then so like, okay, they go to the cabin and Sean pulls out binoculars and like sees like the dog. Like, do you think that like? he was dead when they were when they were there or that he died like when like in the time that they're wasting i 
okay, I know this is probably just because of the way that prop works and, mm-hmm. like, makeup and all that stuff uh, and what is uh, safe to put on a dog and what isn't. Yes. I don't think they were dead yet. You don't think they were dead yet? Okay. Because when the dog comes up to lick Sean's hand, that blood is still red. So it had to be, like, in the last, like, 24 hours. But see... And so, like, the, the dog has obviously gotten its face in recent blood and not, like, brown, like dried bread, like, no, or yeah. what do you call it, brown blood. So it's got to be, so like, recent. Do you think that... I think it was, like, they went there, the people were alive, the dad tracked them down, they were dead, and then they, they came back with Lassiter. And, and, yeah, that is what my, that is what my entire family thought they thought like my dad was so upset that that sean left him there went to go like sean's not a cop no but it's like he was so upset like sean didn't report to the cops and then that guy like died like that's how he thought (laughs) so um in the international pilot they make a point to tell sean that camden was actually dead way before sean oh so they actually tell them when yes oh okay so basically it's all on props for putting very red blood on that dog's nose so okay mm -hmm. well i mean but there's like you know dog safe makeup products so probably the red was the safest Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. the dog but like also the red (laughs) meant something to me as a person yeah Yeah. there's just various things in like the international pilot so like when they were doing the um reference money where sean just like asked for money out of his wallet seven (laughs) dollars in the in the international pilot sean takes that money and then pulls hundreds from his own wallet interesting and see the um money being used may or may not be the actual money that was like in steve fern's wallet okay so it's like you know how like interesting so it's like if if it's like prop money always looks always look weird to me and that like actually looked like real money it did also look like real money but it's just so somewhere out there in the world someone has the money that was on screen in psych yes Someone has those dollar bills. Zoom in and find the serial number (laughs) and we will put out a hunt for the dollar bills. Yes, like Sean did in an upcoming episode. Oh, great. But so, um, yeah, there's just like various like things. And when they're on their way to the um, cabin with Lasseter and Lucinda, Sean is in the backseat practicing his like surprise face and like visions. No, it is extended even further. Oh, that's so painful. I Okay, I like not having extended scenes because sometimes I'm just cringing. Because sometimes James Roday Rodriguez, he plays things up too much. Well, and also because like having acted before, mm-hmm. sometimes you extend a scene because you don't know when they're going to cut and what they're going to cut. So exactly. like you make like 25 faces and you say mm-hmm. they'll keep three of those. Yeah, so I think they just so, like kept a whole bunch of the improv stuff just for like to make it longer. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, so there is at the very end of the show, like at the end of the episode, Sean is like making fun of Gus for having shirts advertising pharma- pharmaceutical drugs. And they that were is trying- a real thing that exists. That is a real thing to exist, but they ran, they ran into like a problem making the show because they're trying to make like funny names and the funny names already existed for like things that had... Excellent. Yes, but at the very end, when they're like driving to like the new office in the international pilot, Sean meets Gus at his work and Sean has done all of Gus's roots for him and he just like shows up and says hey I, I just did I have room. the vaguest recollection of having seen that scene did I see the international pilot at one point uh you might have it, or it might be that like at some point I watched like a bunch of the removed scenes on YouTube and maybe, that was maybe but some like sort that, of compilation that, that was one that like so happens, huh. like that like breaks the entire tone so it's just like Sean actually went out of his way to do something nice for somebody and didn't <laughs> and didn't inconvenient Gus completely yeah. also doing somebody's whatever but like Sean as I said before talked about his previous jobs with with Lucinda, I did not 
keep track of those. So maybe I have to whatever for the 57. I don't think that really counts. But and then he bragged about predicting three Super Bowl outcomes in a row af- after the chief meets with like Henry. Which three? I don't remember. He just <laughs> he just said that he like like I predicted three Super Bowl outcomes in in a row. Obviously, I'm psychic. No, that yeah, that's just that statistics. is a, that's a yeah statistics. <laughs> but it's just just like really really funny what they kept because it kind of like changes. Because it's like when you learn that like Camden was dead, you kind of feel like oh so Sean didn't have any sort of like say so and canum and canum dying or not because like people have thought like i have seen people like say it's like oh there are certain instances where sean does something stupid and it could cost somebody their like life yeah or, that, like, that tone is really important mm-hmm. i feel like because yeah. that does come up right that it comes does up later. it does because he makes a lot of stupid mistakes that but does he ever others. learn from that ever mm-hmm. does he ever adjust his behavior i guess we'll find out we will find out uh, and that just hit me personally so oof. yeah does he ever learn from his mistakes do i i don't know Oof. but i know but so there's just like a lot of that but um one of my favorite parts which i will say my favorite parts is i haven't even talked about what i like about this episode yet but i really really liked the scene at the end with the newspaper clipping and like Henry's yeah talk. Mm-hmm. that's a nice scene because it like well and then his like his support but his not support is like a, a thing with him Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a very clear-cut example of he actually does kind of like really he does he really cares mm-hmm. despite being kind of a butthead about it yeah like and but or at least he's proud of Sean whether he cares or not about Sean he's proud of what he's doing yes he which is very you know not something that he is very loud about yeah so but it's just like there were a lot of choices that that they made and um there are a lot of like most of the places that that they shot at were actual places but the mccallum text textile factory that is a painting that is a map cool like yeah yeah and what's like crazy kind of looks like one of those like tech startup headquarters too <laughs> it, it looks like so stupid to me that it's just like why do i have have to see this excellent but it's just like I'll have to at some point go back and watch it in 15 more years mm-hmm. and uh really pay attention to how yeah, it's but i just remember really really liking like james having sean called the cops on himself yeah that was a that's good... a fun mm-hmm. like i have a solution to this problem it's going to be bad for me but i'm going to do it anyway mm-hmm. says something about him and i like that they established that one early on yeah like that that feels like something that's gonna follow him as a character i think there's so. several I things so. that are gonna follow so. him as a character I one of them so. is bad decisions but like, for himself that benefit basically the whole. most of the character for sean what we know sean is being a lot of that is like ad ad lib from james just being like wacky goofing so it's like basically if you took steve franks and james renee rodriguez and like mixed them it would be sean but not necessarily james renee rodriguez in like real life it's just more like his like antics on like set personality yeah his very distinct sean sean personality Hmm. but like if you watch the um audition tape which is on the dvds fun fun fact but like it's like almost the exact same as how he acted in the pilot so it's like it seems like he knew exactly what he wanted to do as soon as he did it Okay. But it's just like there's like just like a lot of stuff where um like the song that I, I think they wrote 
they wrote the song after they filmed the pilot because it was not in the pilot except for mm-hmm. like at the very end like credits oh i i think that that was probably some like a choice you know you don't mm-hmm. intro with the song on the pilot you make it something that people remember so that when they go back to the episode yeah. that it starts with it you're like oh i remember this song it was the last thing i remember it, yes exactly You're trying to ear, earworm it but so like <laughs> they like took stuff from like that last scene with like mr mccallum like stuff that he said they like took mm-hmm. but it's just i really really liked the pilot and it was different from like other pilot that i have seen and like the only one that kind of compares in my mind because i watched them together was like the pilot for month hmm. that was a very good pilot which you have not seen i have not seen That's and it. i will not see because i have a bunch of psych to watch running trope so. of <laughs> things that zed has not seen but i yeah. i have yeah yeah that's gonna show up mm-hmm. i'm sure i've seen some things you haven't and i'm sure that you have seen things that i have not yes we'll, we'll give our final thoughts in just a moment but i i would like to talk about our next segment yeah all right so final thoughts like how do you think this went i think it went really really well there was no like anything that like stood out as being like that's awful besides the <laughs> veteran suicide look had... i'm here to point out when things are awful it's my yeah, job <laughs> it, it is but i did not like the character but even so don't joke about suicide friends please don't it is a very serious topic and what i really really liked is there's a lot of character traits that Sean has that are maybe maybe he like masks them like later on in the show but it's like he's very much unapologetically himself in this episode like mm. he's just like like the binoculars that he got from his Sports Illustrated like subscription and she did like, not address how creepy it is that you got binoculars with Sports Illustrated but it also falls into the trope of like he is a superhero who has this like insane gift and it's like does he really or was it crafted by his dad a eh, little bit of both he does give me very like cam jensen vibes from like the um the book series where there's this girl who has this photographic memory it is a book series for like children you never okay absolutely not wow all right <laughs> <laughs> But it's basically like once I just really, really liked it. What did you like about it? Um, I really liked because I come at things a little more academically. I really liked how well written it was. Lassiter and Sean, even this early on, are kind of narrative foils mm-hmm. and like in a really fun way. Yeah. That it's not super duper obvious. But like I like that there was like a narrative foil thing. There was definitely things that you can see evolving into becoming tropes that mm-hmm. aren't yet that are just like fun things that yeah. you know things that probably someone would tweet about if twitter was around back then i can't remember if twitter, it was but twitter was around back then and yes they were tweeting about okay, it okay so like you know you can see where people would have fallen in love with pieces of exactly this. and that was very enjoyable to watch um i did like that i did not have to take any specific points away for any of the the big three no. uh even if i had to personally take mental points away for joking about Mm. inappropriate topics yeah Um, whatever but that is a running theme (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, yeah. but so i enjoyed it academically i enjoyed Mm. it personally because it was you know it was a good watch and it wasn't like a chore (laughs) once i made time in my life to watch it i i enjoyed it Mm -hmm. um well written I just like Enjoyable. how there's a bunch of like quotes you can pull (laughs) i do also enjoy quotes (laughs) because you have like Sean rooting through the garbage for like there's all these like there's though I generally vacation in gray I also wrote down that quote Mm -hmm. I really liked vacationing in gray areas as like a thing there is one quote that like pertains to this podcast in particular no guaranteed money but all guaranteed fun 
You know, so, I, I mean, yeah. that could be the title of this episode as well, along with Aviatrix. Oh, <laughs> also along with, oh, I'm never going to grow up, ma'am. And then cut to him making out with a girl on the couch, not nope. paying attention to the TV and then solving the case. Like, what? What? What was that? Uh, but it is also a quote. And it's um, also very, like, Sean, but we don't really see that side of Sean. Yeah. Later. I, I, okay, so <laughs> my final thought. Like, okay. the final thought that I have is it is really nice to see a pilot where the characters are so well fleshed out that yes. they're, they are consistently characterized in that way for most of the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. It really shows an understanding of where you want a show to go mm-hmm. when they start as who they become. Yes. For the most part. And there was one... There are, there are evolutions, of course, but, like, it was well established yeah, and so obviously someone cared a lot about it. Yes, and there was one like character that like was written, and you would think that she would come back, like that sergeant. Mm-hmm. Officer, yes, yeah, Officer okay. Allen. So yeah. okay, yeah, we we talked about mentioning this. Uh, she didn't come back. I really like her. Yeah. Uh, well, she but... she comes back in a couple of the first season episodes, like oh, in okay. the very very beginning. But, yeah, like... so she didn't end up on any of my like list of characters. Because no, 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 she no, wasn't no, mentioned no. enough in no, drinking. She's... Anyway, yeah. Uh, Fun fact, the school where I work, our SRO is named Officer Allen. <laughs> so when they said Officer Allen, I went, oh. Oh, no. okay. So okay. it was a fun fact. I was like, ah, I, I hope she knows yeah. that there's an officer on a TV show who's yeah. got the same name as her. That's fun. And so, like, yeah, so. we get, like, the, um, the, we get different young Tom. I still think that he did a really good job to, like, establish the character, but it does it does take them a long time to to establish who who young sean is yes that's well i mean i guess we'll see that as we go so let's uh let's do our closing uh so thank you to the music for this episode that is things can only get better by howard jones thank you howard jones thank you to anchor i guess by spotify uh for hosting this sound and making recording actually way easier than i've ever experienced recording uh thank you to you guys the fans of delicious flavor our Mm -hmm. listeners on this our first episode hopefully there are at least a few of you hopefully there's at least one (laughs) uh thank you to that facebook group that grace is a part of for i guess inspiring this yeah they did because there was post after posts of why isn't there a podcast people actually like the show uh <laughs> and thank you to everyone who will be tweeting us at at delicious flavor the first l is an i mm-hmm. instagramming us at delicious flavor podcast or facebooking us at delicious flavor pod uh and thank you to you grace and one thing mm-hmm. i would like to mention is that this podcast will be exclusively on spotify with the sound clips and we do not know if we, we will be able to have it on any other thing with with the sound clips. So it's a complete like, licensing thing. So uh, Yes. So if you are listening to this on something other than Spotify podcasts, you may not be able to hear uh, Things Can Only Get Better by Howard yeah, Jones. So I'm, it may be that you had no intro music. Mm-hmm. Uh, in which case, look up that song. Yeah. So in... We will always say which songs we had at, at, at the beginning, just in case you missed it. And if there's more than one, we'll tell you which one was at mm-hmm. the beginning and which one was at yes. the end, in case you want to look it up. Yes, um, yes exactly. But yes, thank you to you, Grace. Saying thank you to you, Zed, for <laughs> trying so hard to, to, to contain my thoughts. Structure is important. Structure is important. I have none of it. All right. Uh, so we will definitely talk to you about episode two, the pilot internationally it was longer than the domestic one just yeah. like our episode so two will be significantly longer. less long as this thank you for sitting along with us and uh thank you for you know enjoying our work <laughs>
Yeah, happy 15th Yeah, happy 15th anniversary. Hooray. All right, we will see you in episode two. All right, bye. Bye.